Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You're currently listening to the free version of Let Me Talk. If you want longer ad-free episodes, even earlier, head to lmtpod.com to find out how you subscribe. Let me talk! Let me talk! Let me talk! Let me talk! One, two... July trundles on and the season gets closer with each passing day. The players and Sam are off for pre-season soon, though I suspect it might be more of a jolly for one of those. I'll let you decide who will be working the harder a bit later on. Anyway, before he jets off, let's catch up. I'm David Mooney. I am joined by the Athletic City correspondent Sam Lee. Hello. Hello. All right. How's uh, how's entry into Japan going? Yeah, just going through the app on my phone now, just declaring that I'm not bringing in any swords or air guns or gold bullion. Um, <laughs> It's one of those, though, isn't it? It's like, if you just click no on every page, are they going to catch you out? Like, or do you have to read it, or can you just click no, safe? Because then if they switch it to, like, do you declare that you're not going to try and hijack the plane? And you go, no. <laughs> so you've got no chance. Um, so arguably, you could say, I could do this any other time than recording a podcast, but you don't know me at all, if that's the case. <laughs> yeah, I look forward to uh, your complete distractions throughout the uh, the show, but uh, are you looking no, forward we'll to it right. by this stage? You must be, must be eager to get off now. Um, I am really looking forward to it. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it's it's quite lucky actually. Like Japan's probably the one country I'd I'd want to go to that I haven't been to yet. Um, there's obviously a few, but that, that, it's definitely up there. And then to be able to go there for work, um, and I was, especially this kind of work, is great. Um, and also, like it it has been dead for a couple of weeks now, hasn't it? You know, we, we did the podcast last week, and we were like, <laughs> oh, this is just dry. But this week, you know, there's obviously more stuff to talk about transfer-wise, but obviously very soon. You know, by the end of the week, we'll have press conference, we'll have Guardiola's thoughts on stuff, there'll be interviews with players. It suddenly kicks back into life then. And then maybe people aren't ready for the new season. In fact, I've had some messages from people who said they aren't. And I completely get that. But I, I don't know, because it's my job, I always feel like I need the energy if something's actually happening. Yeah. Like if nothing's happening... It, and that that can be football generally. You know, if it's an international break or something, it's just a Sunday and it's like, well, this is rubbish, like nothing's happening at all but like yeah when it's city now it's it's fine because i want to kind of enjoy a summer before you know the tour and all that kind of thing but it, it has been pretty dull hasn't it for a couple of weeks yeah. so i'm looking forward to to getting that energy back i'm just a little bit um i'm a i'm a little bit in a funny mood around city and football at the moment because um i i'm kind of struggling with where to pitch i mean maybe we could have this discussion now quickly um i'm kind of struggling with where to pitch expectations um going into the new season because i don't feel like the transfer window has really got going yet for city because they've not actually done much and the news hasn't really been like the squad is still pretty much the same as it was and we'll get to the changes that could happen a bit later on um but at the same time last season i didn't feel like they were particularly playing well and then wham they've won a treble at the end of it and then yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, you kind of going into the next season think, well, what's really next? And I'm not really sure. And I don't really know if, like, it sounds awful to say this, but I don't really know if I care how well they do next season because I'm kind of, I, I kind of want to just get the football back and see what's going on and like where they're at and then yeah. set my expectations accordingly based on that, if that makes sense. I don't know. 
Yeah, I think so. Um, I think a lot of people just aren't bothered at all because it feels like winning the treble completed football. Um, I say a lot. It's you know, seeing like four people tweet about it is not a lot, is it? No, but um, we, we, feel, do, we it feels do like take those sample sizes too much. But in, we, yeah. yeah, in the grand team of things, it does feel like a lot. Um, but no, I think there's definitely an element of like whatever now. But what I would say to those people whenever they've said, because, you know, um, a lad I know when I was tweeting about Walker on Friday, he was like, we won the trouble, mate. I don't care. Like, obviously, it's just a joke and I'm not going to get too bogged down in you know, being very literal, like I always do. <laughs> but my answer to that would be like, well, give it till like October. And if City yeah. eighth, you'll be very concerned. I can't yeah. imagine anybody you saying, well, we won the treble, it doesn't matter. We'll be that's, that carefree if next season doesn't go so well. Um, but again, maybe that's just my point of view. And maybe, my, maybe that is the case. Maybe Yeah, my, my only real kind of um, absolute hang up is I want to win the Premier League again, just for the four in a row. But like that's... yes. But like that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at with with next season so far. Um, yeah, and also I think what I'd probably say is, if um, if they don't win it next year, just, just like fine, just absolutely fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Like, but even if next year is like May and City have been terrible, and I'm doing a season review, maybe look because the details of everything that's gone on, it's impossible to to predict. But if you catch me saying this has been a disgrace, then you can say, hold on a minute, mate. Like catch on to yourself as I think they, why, why have I gone, come on with the Northern Irish phrase there? <laughs> um, like because if they don't win it next year of course like of course there's going to be a, like a period of adaptation or whatever after winning the treble you know there's going to be complacency like it's entirely normal if they don't win anything next season really um, and then again by the same token if they do win four in a row that would be absolutely mental but obviously you'd have to have people too busy complaining we're, we're getting too far into arguments that don't exist but yeah. there'd be so much oh well four in a row it's like the Bundesliga etc etc so do you know how hard it is to win another one after winning the treble um, but we'll get there we'll, we'll, save, we'll save that I'm for May shall we <laughs> yeah, well, yeah probably probably um, I'm also looking forward to, to seeing what other teams do because obviously there's loads of like optimism around Arsenal but I don't see any guarantee. I mean, they could be good, but it feels like when Chelsea won the Champions League and signed Lukaku and everyone's arguing they're going to win the league now. Uh, no, they're not. Um, I still think Liverpool will be the closest challengers. But um, to be fair, Arsenal do look good, but there's no guarantees in football that a good end to a season is going to mean a good start to the next. And he, that said, they didn't even have a good end to the season, did they? They absolutely shit the bed. So... <laughs> Um, we'll maybe, may, maybe a bad end to the season means a good start to the season I don't know maybe it does maybe it does <laughs> maybe we just don't know what we're talking about um, let's start with uh, the makeup of the squad then for uh, next season because as much as we said uh, last week that things haven't really moved um, and things haven't yeah. exactly moved a lot but no, there has been some movement yeah yeah there has well like I said like I said last week there's not been nothing happening I was like obviously there is something happening but it's just not it's just very incremental um but yeah, we've had a couple of kind of, not nothing official, obviously, but you get to that stage where, okay, it's obvious something's happening. And obviously, one of those was Walker. Um, so yeah, um, again, it was a similar one. So we we did this, the story initially, didn't we? And we discussed it. And like, it was, even if it doesn't happen, and still it might not, um, even if it doesn't happen, we know that he was very up for the idea and, you know, wanted to go and all this kind of stuff. But yeah, in the middle of last week, he decided, you know, officially was like, okay, this is the contract you've offered me. Yes, let's do it. And City had offered him a two-year deal. 
on more money than he's getting now. I think more money than he would get at Bayern. But um, I think he values the opportunity. You know, it's it's a big club coming in at a late stage of your career and wanting to pay money for you and, you know, wanting to give you a big role. And I think he likes that. And I think fair play. If it was Barcelona or Madrid, you'd be like, yeah, I want some of that lifestyle. If it was Saudi Arabia, to be fair, there's an element of, oh, I'll just go and make 100 million quid in two years or something, you know, something mental like that. Um, personally, living in Germany isn't something I'd, that would be top of my list if I were a footballer. Um, in terms of like different footballing cultures, I'd like you know there's there's people who, who love it, but I'd you know I'd, I'd go Spain, um, France would be interesting, you know, live in Marseille or something like that. Paris obviously, um, Italy would be good. Germany doesn't really appeal, but like I get the kind of big club draw, and that's kind of what Walker decided last week. Um, I think at that point he hadn't well he hadn't told City because he was away. And obviously City have been trying to keep him. So that's going to cause a bit of a scramble. Um, and then yeah, on Friday, I was I was told that another club had actually come into the mix. And now we don't... I don't know now, speaking Monday morning, how that's gone. But I was told another club, a foreign club, had come into the mix. Um, but apparently it wasn't going to change his mind on the Bayern move. So he's quite set on Bayern then? Yeah, yeah. Um that was the thing I was trying to guess because the guy who told me wouldn't t- wouldn't tell me the club, so I was like, "Can I guess?" He was like, "Go on." And I was like, "Well, if it's not if it's a big club, but it's not going to change." Well, I presumed it was a big club, uh, but I was like, "Big club," but he's not going to change his mind. So I was like, "If it was Real Madrid, I think he'd go Real Madrid instead." But that's maybe that's just my reading. But if it was Real Madrid or Barca, I think he slash I would do that. Um, Barcelona maybe may, thought, less so given their situation. I don't know. Who does that? that? Play, does Barcelona does that come into anybody's mind? Oh yeah, you know, maybe, the whole yeah. registration issue. Yeah, possibly. Um, and then, but then, then I thought, oh, maybe PSG actually, because you know, if if you're going to move your family away, your family were very settled in the northwest. It's like the Danny Alves thing, isn't it? I know it's slightly different because he was have to move to Manchester. But when his wife was like, oh, I'd rather live in Paris or whatever, it's like that is an easier sell to the family, I think. Than, than Germany but again you know I'm being very down on Germany here but because you can't pay on your fucking card anywhere it's really annoying <laughs> what? Uh, is that true? <laughs> no no but it, there's a surprising amount of problems when it comes to trying to pay on your card um, in Germany obviously we had Dortmund and in fact we had Dortmund Leipzig and Munich last year and it was just a pain in the ass. like it's just not as easy as you'd think um, I already have that in general I already have that with the canteen at work so I'm not like it's I'm you don't, fi- you're, you're, yeah, you don't I'm fine supposed that. to be having fun um, <laughs> but yeah so maybe, maybe that's coloured my, my view of living in Germany it's just annoying the reason why um, Sam Lee does not want to move to Germany is because he can't use his card properly is, uh... well, I don't even want him to get I don't even want him to get a Champions League draws against German teams now I'm sick of it. <laughs> Champions League finals in Munich in two years pass that on <laughs> um, sorry Pep I know it'll be your last season but I don't want City to get to the final then it'd be annoying um, you'll simply have to sign so yeah, an extension so, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah best way of doing it so um, I was thinking yeah it could only be them I was like, I was like Juventus I was like I reckon my, my, my guess is Juventus and I'm, and I'm only saying this because there is messages of me say you know if somebody said you're talking bollocks I'm like okay here's a screenshot um, I was like Juventus and then the guy was like ah, you, you'll never guess who it is and even if he did I couldn't tell you I was like ah, it could be a Saudi Arabian team couldn't it I didn't even think of that um, and anyway the mail on Friday night were like Juventus are in the race and I was like fuck <laughs> it is Juventus as well it bloody is um, so yeah it's Juventus Juventus made a made a bid for him on Friday like I say Monday morning I don't know how that's affected things but all I can say was Friday morning I was told he didn't think it was going to be an issue 
Um, so the Bayern Munich move is still on. Obviously, City have still got to negotiate. Um, City very keen to keep him. So it kind of does open the hypothetical situation where they just say, you know, we want 50 million. And Bayern are like, well, obviously not. And then he's like, oh, well. But I don't think City would be unreasonable. And I just think they'll just look for an alternative. Um, I remember saying at the start of the summer, somebody suggested to me, that was all it was. Somebody suggested to me that if he goes to Bayern Munich, then maybe City would look to get a Bayern defender in return. And then on Sunday, there's been reports about Pavard. Now, I don't know. I don't know about Pavard. Um, I can sit and tell you all this stuff about Walker. And I'll sit and say some stuff about Mahrez in a minute. And I'm I'm sure that's right. I'm Pavard, I don't know. Um, funnily enough, I'll just go back to, you know, the other week when somebody said, oh, it's gone quiet. And it really annoys me because it's like, just because it's quiet doesn't mean it's not happening. Like the war, people, in fact, people were saying it's about Walker. Our Walker to Bayern teams to have gone quiet. So what do you expect? That is on holiday. And now it's not quiet, is it? It's, it's kicking off again. It's fucking loud, um, if, if, if anything. <laughs> yeah. And somebody, and I, he, he may listen to this podcast, so I'm, 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 I'm not doing that. And I, I, to be fair, I replied to him when he said this and said the same thing. He was like, Pavard's gone quiet. I was like, Pavard's gone quiet. He messaged me on a Sunday night about a transfer rumour that came out on Friday afternoon. And something's gone quiet for a day. Because like, obviously there was still stuff on Saturday knocking about. I was like, how could something go quiet for a day? And, but also, like, if, if you want a little, kind of little peek behind the curtain, and maybe this is, this is me generalising and saying it's all journalists, when in reality it's just me. It's a weekend. Like, no, nobody wants to ask that question at a weekend, let alone get an answer. Like, people will be asking today, maybe. And, you know, there would have been, there might have been messages going around. What about Pavard? You know, and not all journalists would have been um, not chasing it. But, like, it's a weekend. Like, nobody wants to be. If, if, you, if, you, if you work Monday to Friday, you don't, you don't want to be, you don't want to be chasing this stuff at a weekend either. Um, I wouldn't worry about things being quiet when the rumour only surfaced for eight hours previously. Um, I don't, like I said, I don't know. And this is, this is the thing I always say. Like, you, as, a, as a journalist, you could just sit and, and copy people who are wavering out and go, oh, yeah, yeah, this is what's happening, this is what's happening. You could hypothetically do that if you wanted. But, you know, I don't know. Like, Fabrizio Romano came out on Friday afternoon and said Pavard is okay, yeah, fine. And he's very reliable with this stuff. Um, but obviously, with the Gabri Vega thing, after Rice, after Rice didn't happen, it was like, well, they want Gabri Vega. Like, I don't know if that's true. You know, you just, it's just impossible to know, even if you're kind of behind the curtain, um, the ins and outs of what other people are doing. And yeah, with that... Gabri Vega and Rice situation, the info was they'd only look for a midfielder. And I may have said, did I say they'd only look for a player if Bernardo goes? Yeah. But it's, it's they'd only look for a midfielder if Bernardo goes. Because obviously Bernardo now is just going to be, like he was at the start of the season and like he was at the end of the season before last when Gundogan didn't play, Mahrez would be on the right. Or maybe somebody else, I can't remember now. Um, and Bernardo would be in the middle. But now... <laughs> I don't know. I can't. I can't say this for sure. It sounds more like well, basically. So to to lead on from Walker, most likely going. We still don't know. Some people were messaging him on Friday, going, "Oh, he must be like having a glass of wine today or whatever, celebrating." I was like, "You don't know how this works, do you?" Like, I'll only do that. I'll only. I'll, like, I won't even do that anyway. I'll just be happy that it didn't go badly wrong. I don't Until those happy photographs you know, are out there. The, with yeah, exactly. Walker while holding he's holding the, the Bayern yeah. Munich scarf, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Like that's the only time. Because until then, you know, if he still doesn't go by and now, people will still say I was talking bollocks. Um, so, so from that to City, probably looking for a replacement for him. We now go to, I think what they've been doing in the last couple of weeks is going, well, this Mahrez transfer is probably going to happen. And they've put so much effort into keeping Bernardo. And 
I think the situation as it's that well, what I can say confidently is Mares, you know what I said last week, I've had this info. It's not true or false yet. It's just something I've heard. I haven't been able to confirm it. So obviously I was able to confirm it because we did the story later in the week. I think we did it on Thursday about the offer Mahrez has got. A 30 million for Malakli to City, uh, a bid. That was what they were getting ready. And 25 million a year for Mahrez. Um, seemingly now he's accepted that and that's going to move ahead. Um, what I'm less sure on, but think maybe the case is because they've been hammering the Bernardo Silva thing so much. The feeling I'm getting is he's more likely to stay. Bernardo yeah. is, oh, and he... they're going to get a winger, and they, they they'll look for a winger. So it's not they'll let Mares go and go. No, we're fine here. They'll look for a winger, but they'll try and make sure Bernardo stays. And right, Bernardo, you are the midfielder now, so they don't, they don't have to worry about a Rice or a Vega. Or, I don't know, maybe they get Vega or somebody else. You know, if it, if an opportunity comes up. But they've got enough midfielder numbers if Bernardo stays. But obviously, they've got nothing really on the wing if Mares goes. So it's look for a winger. Mares goes. Bernardo stays. That's a mixture of Mares going is what I'm most sure of. Them looking for a winger is what I'm second most sure of. And then Bernardo staying is least sure. No, I'm not. I couldn't. If if I could do that story on that later this week, you'll know that I'm really sure on it. Now, yeah. it's just a kind of inkling. It's rumours I've heard. Um, hopefully there'll be a position later in the week where we can say this is what's happening but for now it's more like City looking for a winger Mahrez going my gut instinct and uh, I have absolutely zero connections so this is purely off what you have said Um, my gut instinct here is when you said that City were looking at the Declan Rice fee as a guidance for Bernardo I, I don't see who pays what Bernardo is no, therefore deemed to be it? worth? Because because it, it is surely ridiculous if that's if that's the case. And no, I mean, even it's, if it's, you're, it's ridiculous that nobody would pay 100 million for Bernardo. Well, well, what I mean is that surely the the fee would be a lot higher if someone who is. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, so, like, yeah, a lot more proven at the top level. Like Rice might turn out yeah. to be a, a, a different a, position. Yeah. Rice might turn out to be a perfect signing for Arsenal, but at the same time, it's there's still an element of he's got to go there and he's got to make the step up and all that sort of stuff. Bernardo's done that already; he's already there. So, if you're if you're PSG or if you're one of the Saudi Arabian clubs, are you gonna if you're gonna have to lay down quite an outlay to get him for City to at first go? Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, fine. It, it's it's easy to say about the Saudi Arabian clubs, and it's probably something that people say about City as well. Like, oh, yeah, well, you know, they've got loads of money to spend it, but like. With the Saudi Arabian clubs, if they've offered him like 75 million a year, which I'd heard, and it had been reported that he was offered slightly less than that, but still like 50 million a year, which is obviously like mental money. You think, well, if you're going to pay that over a two or three year contract, then just pay up. And it goes back to, you know, these these the top four are, are all owned by the public investment fund, which is the same fund that offered Tiger Woods like $800 million to play in live golf. And look, Bernardo Silva is not the Tiger Woods of golf, but he's fucking he's more he's more than an Ian Poulter is. You know what I mean? Like he's I, I don't he's, know golf, so I don't he, know. <laughs> okay. Well Ian Poulter was was good, but he's now finished and a bit Right, of a okay. Um but he's still got a de- you know, decent money to go over. Nowhere near no, eight hundred million dollars. But you know, there were big offers going around, but it's like Bernardo was near the top end of the spectrum. To be fair, I don't know golf well enough these days to kind of make a, a good comparison of where Bernardo would be, but you know, Bernardo, if we're talking like percentiles of football, he's in the top like 10 percentile 
of footballers, if or like five percent maybe. You know what I mean? He's he's one of the best players in the world. And if you wanted it, if you if you were willing to pay seventy five million a year to get him to go, you've obviously got the money and you value him that highly. Then one hundred fifty million shouldn't be a problem. But clearly they they're not they're not going to do that. Are we dancing um, towards City just pay what Daniel Levy wants for Kane territory here though? Yeah, but when is Saudi Arabia and they are like, like I say, if they were, if City were going to pay Kane like a hundred million a year, so well, you obviously value him massively highly. So give a transfer fee to match, um, and that's the thing. If they were just going to give Bernardo like twenty five million a year, which is what Morris is going to get, which is still loads, but it's like, okay, well, maybe you'll haggle over the fee or whatever. But so if you're going to pay seventy five million a year or even fifty million a year. It's basically a million quid a week. Obviously, it's nearly a million quid a week. That's easy, isn't it? 52 weeks in a year, 50 million quid, just less than a million quid a week. That is, that's mental. Um, and it's like, if you value him that highly, then you value value him highly enough to, to pay the fee that he's worth. And Bernardo Silva is obviously brilliant. Um, and if, yeah, if they did want him, then they should go for that. I know that's a tangent for what we were saying. Yeah. But um, yeah, City would, and City would be stupid to let him go for anything less. But at the same time, if he was really desperate, and, you know, Barca are offering like 70 million. He was like, oh, I want to go to Barca. Then they'd probably make it happen. But I don't think he's massively keen on the moves on the table or like the PSG move. I don't know if he's not keen on it or it hasn't come to fruition or both. But at the moment, I've, I think him staying at City is more likely. But look, again, don't don't start having street parties because <laughs> who knows how, how, how these transfer windows work and the twists and turns they take. But yeah. at the moment, that's kind of the feeling I'm getting. Because City have been like, right, well, Mahrez is going. We didn't want that to happen, but Mahrez is going. We can't lose Bernardo as well. Coming up after a short ad break, we'll talk about City's pursuit of a new winger and take some questions from you as well. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. 
That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code GLOW. Let Me Talk is sponsored by you, the listeners. The best way to support the podcast is by subscribing via Memberful. You can pay as little as £2 per month, which gives you early access to all our podcasts ad-free, and they're packed with even more content. That gives you even more minutes of us to fill up your week. Subscribing is really easy, and the longer episodes will integrate seamlessly with your podcast app of choice, be it Spotify or Apple. Head over to lmtpod.com for more information on signing up and links to all of our socials. The other thing you said uh, about the second thing you were sure of is that, or the second, the thing you were mo- second most sure of was that they go for a winger. Is there an element of, and may, this is just there'll be there'll be people listening to this, and uh, there's an element in my head as well which goes in this direction of, you know, season starts in a few weeks, maybe leaving it a bit late. If you're going to start looking now, um. Well, it's this is it. So I'm kind of writing up this story as we do this podcast. Um, and I, yeah, I, I'm conscious of that wording because it's not starting the search. I've written right, it okay. now and they haven't published it yet. But it's So I've written it as Manchester City are stepping up plans to sign a winger, which is that stupid bullshit transfer language again. But I didn't want to say Man City is searching for a winger. Because, because they've already got ideas who they want. They yeah. don't. That implies they don't know who they're going to get, or they don't. They don't have ideas. No, they're now stepping up the plans because they know who they want in certain positions. And look, it's not always easy because they wanted. You know, after they didn't get Kukurea, they would have known. They would have had other targets, but are they available? And all this kind of stuff. Um, and then they start looking around at other players, and they deem they aren't good enough. And you know, Akanji, I don't know how much of a list he would have been on. Um, but they managed to find him, so they can act quickly if they don't have many plans, and it can work. Yeah, um, but yeah. So with this, it's more of a stepping up. You know, they will. As I spoke to somebody, he was like, they've, "They've always got targets. Like Cheeky and Omar have always got targets." That you know, it was you know, if these guys go, you know, it's not ideal, Mares or Walker. But if these guys go, they will have an idea. Um, so yeah, and I just thought that's a it's a good way of doing that story because look, over the weekend other people have said you know Mares since I did the story on Thursday more people have been saying this is actually going to happen and you know there's talk of medicals and this kind of thing. Um, so from a city point of view, I think it's good to head off the because I think so many people are so sure that City are very set in their ways transfer wise and it does look like that but it isn't always the case but it okay. does look like that doesn't it like it does look like if they don't get a target they'll just say fuck it we'll be alright but. And it's difficult for me to worry about that because I've, you know, I'm old enough to them to remember them not having a left back for a season. In fact, every season, <laughs> you know, when they didn't get a striker, Guardiola was so gutted and pissed off after they didn't get Kane because he thought they didn't have enough goals in the team, and they played arguably the best football um, of his whole reign without a striker. So it's hard, you know. I couldn't write an article going into next season if they don't sign another couple of players to replace players. I'd say City are in trouble here. But because Guardiola finds solutions, but it doesn't necessarily... Because he finds yeah. solutions, but also, but it does feel like they're getting close to the limit, closer than ever. Um, but for that reason, um, yeah, so it, it feels like they're getting closer to the, the limit. And it, I think there's probably a lot of people out there, maybe maybe because of the reporting, you know, my reporting, Jack's reporting, you know, that only um, other signings depend on outgoings or, you know, they'll only move for a midfielder if Bernardo goes. But those outgoings are now happening. So they will look for others. And they're not going to sit and think, we're okay. Look, maybe in the, later in the window, if they try and sign... I don't know any names at the moment. I don't know any names for a right wing. But if they try and sign a right winger and it doesn't happen and it falls through 
and they've spent a month on it or whatever, maybe at that point they go, nothing we can do. But I don't think so. You know, if you go back to them seemingly looking um, kind of very set in their ways when it comes to transfers, and, you know, one of the examples being Maguire, for example, they didn't get Maguire, then they didn't go anywhere else. But that summer they thought or they hoped Otamendi would leave and he wanted to leave, but he didn't. And they were at their limit of foreign players. So they couldn't sign they couldn't sign any foreign defender anyway. It had to be homegrown. And then the homegrown pool came down to that English centre backs or Nathan Ake. Obviously they got Ake a year later. Yeah. But like They looked at Johnny Evans, didn't they, for a while as well. They did look at Johnny Evans in two thousand and seventeen, I think. So that the year was, before, yeah. That was I can't I think that was because they wanted Mangala to go and he didn't. And I think because there was that international window, Alexis Sanchez and Johnny Evans signed contract with City to be submitted to the FA if the other business happened. Like Arsenal signing Thomas Lamar and yeah. then selling Alexis Sanchez. City selling Mangala to Leicester or something. I don't know. Um, but neither happened. They didn't come. So yeah, that happened. Um, but yeah, it's like they do look kind of inflexible at times, but sometimes it's like the hands are tied. Sometimes they just think, no, it's fine. But yeah, basically the long and the short of it is if Mares goes, which looks fairly likely at this point, they're not just going to say, no, we're fine. They will look for a winger and they will have ideas in mind already. Yeah. Um, just quickly, kind of wheeling back to, to Walker, um, I saw somebody uh, say the other day, um, Pavard, has he done anything since he scored for France in the World Cup? <laughs> um, I've heard somebody say, so when it, when it was first suggested to me that City might look for a Bayern player, I spoke to somebody who knows what's going on at Bayern. and Because I, I was like, Kimmich, obviously, yeah, Kimmich is the one. Um, and he was like, no chance, no chance, not going to happen. He was like, Pavard maybe, but he does not play in right back. He's like, oh, good start. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's that kind You'll of... can right play in then, back, Can play right back, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Can play right back, can play centre back. Um, yeah, I don't know, but I, I couldn't tell you, I couldn't tell you enough um, about him to know if it would be a good signing or not, other than the blanket kind of sheep brigade of, well, if City want him, then he can't be that bad kind yeah. of thing. Um, yeah. But again, I, I couldn't even... I mean, he looks like the one based on what's being reported. But um, I, I, I couldn't tell you. I'm not going to lie and say, oh, yeah, they'd like him and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. So yeah. we'll, have to, we'll have to find out with that. But look, it's pre-season now. The players are back. Also, I'm hoping info kind of ramps up a bit because a lot of people I've spoken to who either, you know, you either know them directly or you know people who know the people and they're like, oh, well, you know, I've not got any info because everyone's on holiday. And now it's like coming back on pre-season on Monday. Hopefully, yeah. can you all start talking to each other, please? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, again, I'd rather I'd rather it would just be just me. But like, also for people listening to this, I'm sure that other reporters, you know, Jack, um, Mike McGrath at the Telegraph's really good for City News as well, under the radar. You know, people like that. I'm sure they'll start having more stories come out. I'm sure David Onstein. I mean, to be fair, he gets info fucking all over the place anyway. But I'm sure now that people are back in training, now people will start being able to to talk a bit more and there'll be more info not just from me but from everyone so if you've been thinking it's been quiet for a few weeks it's probably about to pick up and obviously we'll have we'll have Pep speaking about certain players and you know, people maybe leaving camp or you know Mares maybe doesn't fly to Tokyo on on Wednesday yeah um, you know Cancelo is a fascinating situation like is Guardiola just going to knock him out when he walks through the door like what <laughs> here's your Champions League medal Bosh uh, and, and <laughs> catch, on, catch. fuck off <laughs> um, yeah so all of this stuff is really interesting so yeah we've got plenty to talk about 
Yeah. Um, I must admit, I did. I did find it quite. Uh, I did let out a little chuckle when I realised that uh, obviously, as you say, things can still change, and they the moves haven't exactly happened yet, but they they're on their way to happening. Um, but it, that it's Walker that's likely off, and uh, Mara's likely off, and it was Mara's uh, quote tweeting. Um, was it City Extra? Um, yeah, they no, were I, I wasn't saying lies. Yeah, but the thing is, I I couldn't remember or couldn't work out what he was complaining about. Like I said, maybe it was the element of me saying he wants a new contract, which was either sloppy wording from me or bad aggregation or both. Because obviously, look, if he if he's wanted to go to Al Ackley all summer, he doesn't want a new contract, does he? And it yeah. would have been wrong. Um, but yeah, like I've, we've already addressed this. It was it was either bad aggregation or me saying, like, oh, you know, he'd sign a new contract, as if to illustrate the point that he's happy enough at City, he's not desperate to go. But also, you know, he would, you know, he hasn't ruled out a move to Al Ackley. And as we've seen, you know, he's kind of leaning more towards that than, than staying. But yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. But people have been like, oh yeah, Sammy should get some credit because people slagged him off for the Walker and Morris thing. It's like there's plenty of time for me to get stuff wrong here. <laughs> like we, they've got loads of players to sign. There's loads of players that could still leave. Um, we are nowhere near home and hosed yet. Like if Stop. I if those two leave this week and I'll be dining out on that, there's still a couple of months left for me to get stuff wrong. Don't you worry about that. Starting lineup against Burnley will include uh, both Mares and Walker at this rate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But look, we kind of documented it all the way, haven't we? And yeah, so I mean, to be fair play to Walker. Like I, when I heard that he'd been offered the new contract, it was like, well, it's going to be easy to stay in it. If he was thinking City don't value him enough, but they've put a new contract under his nose for two years at the age of 32 for more money. I'd have thought, you know, without knowing, without knowing, I would have said, guessing, I would have been like, definitely signing that. I'd, have, I'd have found that, yeah, I'd have found that very, very difficult to turn down. But yeah. I hate change. So like, it, like yeah. I would I would just keep signing again, contracts like, again, again and again. English footballers moving abroad. Again, like you could offer that to other English players and you think, no, I'm happy here. But obviously he's fair play to him. Because I always say, obviously not in Germany in this case, I always say fair play to any English footballer or English person who, who goes and lives abroad. So yeah, after that contract offer was put on the table, I would have easily said, yeah, he's, he's going to keep that. I'm going to look stupid. Um, but fair play to him. He yeah. wants a new challenge. And fair play to him. I might have got one right for a change. <laughs> um, let's take a question from uh, Rajiv, who says, uh, I read Probably. Sam's article about Mares being linked with a move to Saudi Arabia, and given that Palmer and Sergio Gomez both had a really good Euro under-21 playing on the wings, any chance City don't buy a winger and go into next season with Bernardo Foden, Palmer, Gomez as the right-wing options? I guess the better question might be, does City consider Gomez a forward or midfield option at all, especially since he came into play at uh, fullback and they don't play with fullbacks anymore? Well, it reminds me of Zinchenko. No, is there any chance of him playing in midfield? But like, he's just he wasn't. Like, he's obviously a really good midfielder, but not as good as the players that he had. Um, and he was good at left back. Uh, Gomez isn't particularly good at left back for City level, and I don't think he's particularly good further forward at City level either. Now it's interesting if they look if they if they are going to try and sign a winger if Mares goes. If they don't, then you start thinking, okay, well. You know, nobody expected Zinchenko to end up at left back. So maybe out of desperation, they go, okay, let's try Gomez. But, you know, mentioning Palmer there, I've saw some tweets about that as well, going, oh, maybe keep him around. Um, but obviously, that was the intention going into last season, wasn't it? Without Sterling yeah. and without Jesus, it'd be Mares and Palmer. Palmer obviously hardly got a look in. You know, they didn't think he was playing as well last season as he, as he was the year before when, you know, he, he came through and played a lot of minutes and got injured in that game at Swindon. Um, Again, it's interesting. I can't say for sure, 
that now, you know, they're stepping up their plans to sign a winger and all this transfer bullshit speak, it might make sense for them to say, let's just call it on the loan talk for a couple of weeks. Let's see where we are because we might need you. That that makes complete sense. I'm not going to rule that out. Gomez, I don't think so. Again, you know, it's difficult to rule it out without knowing, but I don't think so, if I was guessing. Um, and then what are the other options? Bernardo on the wing, but then the problem we've got there is who, who then goes in the middle. You know, if Bernardo's seen as the Gundogan replacement, then keep him there. I'm really looking forward to Bernardo and Foden as the two number eights, by the way. What a tasty little spicy meatball that is. Um, start the season like yeah, that, so they, I think, with um, with De Bruyne injured, well do, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Hope, yeah, hopefully. Hopefully that is the case. Um, so yeah, um, it's, look, it's obviously possible because you can't guarantee that, they're not, that, that they actually sign somebody. Um, but let, I would just say if they went into the season with those options, you know, because if we talk about taking Bernardo out of the middle now to put him on the wing, we're also talking about Foden coming out of the middle to go into the wing. And if De Bruyne is not fit at the start of the season and Gundogan's obviously not there, you can put one of them in midfield Bernardo, but you need the other one on the wing. And I don't think it's going to be, you know, even if Palmer does get kept around because it's like, okay, we need the option. I don't think they'd start the season with him unless he has an unbelievable preseason, maybe. So it, it just feels like there's too much uncertainty there. You know what I was saying before? It feels like they're reaching the limit of, okay, you can't go into a season with this squad. I know how brilliant you've been with without different options, but it feels like now you're taking the piss a bit. It would feel a bit like that. I, I, if, if they were going to the season with those options listed, I'd... I'd feel uncomfortable. I don't feel like that would be enough. Yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, the, the Zinchenko element as well that you said is like it's interesting that uh, as much as he came in as a forward player and filled in at left back, even after the move to Arsenal, and uh, like Arsenal have signed him as a left back and he is playing as a left back. He is now a left back. That's kind of how it's how it's working. And I, you just don't kind of see the same for for Gomez. You don't see it being oh, they've brought him in as a, he is an attacking player, but they've they've kind of used him at left back when they need to. But he isn't going to go in and play at, at the front end of the pitch, and that's not going to be his transformation, is it? Um, no, I, I wouldn't have thought so. I wouldn't have thought so. I mean, yeah, again, he's looked decent, he looked decent in the, in the under twenty ones. It's a different world, and like I've said before, they really genuinely do like Maximo Peroni. They do genuinely think he's really good. But it looks like he's got on loan to Girona. Like that that level of even training with City and being appreciated and thinking they are really good doesn't mean you're going to get, get into the team necessarily. And um, with Gomez, I think you know it's a, it's a similar it's a similar thing. Um, yeah. I don't know if he's probably a step above because of the the experience he's had at the in European level because obviously he played at Anderlecht and he played in Spain, so he's been playing at a high level for a few years now, Gomez. Um, but no, I don't I don't see him starting on the wing as an option in anything but the worst kind of emergency. Or a League Cup game against a League Two side, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but even so, that you you would like to think that they would have somebody else. You know, if Palmer were to stay, then... then they'd they go with Palmer, yeah. Um, yeah, or, but you know, if they have still got a, a, a small squad, then it's like, we'll put Foden back there and bring De Bruyne in because he's come back from injury or whatever. So yeah, it seems unlikely. That's it for the free version of Let Me Talk. If you subscribe via Memberful, then we talk about Benjamin Mendy after the final verdict of his retrial was reached this week and we discuss the reaction to it from the footballing world. That's for members. Those ad-free episodes Episodes are longer and they're out earlier as well. You can find out more on lmtpod.com. If you want to send us an email, send it to hello at lmtpod.com. We're on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. Just search for lmtpod and there's plenty of extra content completely free on there. Thank you very much for listening and we will see you next time.